The grace of God moves me. I want you to know the grace of God is my message. Welcome to the EOU in Action podcast. Do you want to have an eternal impact with your life? Do you want to talk more about God? Do you want to study the Bible and see what it really has to say? Well, you're listening to the right podcast. That the people that have come here with great spiritual and moral needs, great spiritual and moral needs may find the answer. Our goal at EUU in Action is to make an eternal impact on the lives of the students at Eastern Oregon University. University students, if nobody had told you, you'd never guess. Through studying the Bible and discussing the big questions that these students might face during this time of their life. We are living in a world of billions of people, billions of people. with each one in their solitary world of struggle and questions. And And here's your hosts, Matt Sheeks and Landon Reddington. This is your host, Matt Sheeks, and you are listening to the EOU in Action podcast. I am here with my handsome co-host, as always, Landon Reddington. He has the face for podcasting, as they say. Um, Landon, you want to say hi? Hello. Thank you, Landon. The purpose of the EOU in Action podcast is to promote uh, spiritual dialogue on the Eastern Oregon University campus. So if you're just tuning in, uh, just keep in mind that we are at a small university uh, in Eastern Oregon, Um, about 1,000 people on the campus, maybe 1,200, 1,400 at any given time, and we are located in La Grande, Oregon. And just the goal of this podcast is to get people talking about spiritual things, uh, and the the goal of EOU in action at large is to uh, promote spiritual dialogue and make an eternal impact uh, on the EOU in action campus. So today, in the hot seat, we have an athlete with us. His name is Peter Hamilton. He is a small forward on the basketball team. And, uh, and he's in the hot seat. We got some questions for him. Um, so we are just going to jump straight into the interview and uh, talk to Mr. Hamilton. Um, so first of all, Peter, what is your spiritual background and was your experience positive, negative, or neutral? Thanks, Matt. Um, yeah, so I was uh, born and raised uh, Roman Catholic, and it was a pretty positive experience. Um, my mom and dad were pretty good role models when it came to um, having discipline, when it came to, you know, like going to church and prayer life, and we'd often pray as a family. So it gave me some great um, experience on learning how to, you know, learning how to pray how to go to church and it was just a really good foundation and as I grew up you know I went through the sacraments and when I was in eighth grade I went through confirmation which pretty much meant that I had the choice whether or not if I wanted to leave the uh, Catholic Church or not but I decided to stay and um, I'm obviously happy I did that and yeah that's just where I'm at today so you're saying that you had a positive experience uh, growing up in the Roman Catholic Church and uh, being taught by your, your parents and so forth? Yeah, I did. Uh, you know, I, I really appreciated uh, the values that they taught me through, um, you know, the Bible and through going to church every Sunday and just hearing the word and, the, you know, hearing the gospel every week. And it, it's one of those things where if you, you know, obviously you don't have to like like going to church doesn't mean like oh yeah you're a great christian you go to church every sunday but it does help to you know keep that in mind and keep god on your mind and i think that was really important for me growing up and had a positive impact on me 
Okay, so uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, why are you at, at EOU, and how does that fit in uh, with what you think God wants you to do with your life? Tell us about that. Um, yeah, so I'm obviously at EOU to get my degree and play for the men's basketball team. Um, it was always my goal growing up to play college basketball, and my faith life has always been really strong. And I, I prayed a lot about, you know, where I'd go to college and where I'd end up. And I just think I'm at EOU to um, keep walking the path that God has laid out for me. And I'm a firm believer in that because at the end of my senior year, I actually hit a pretty low point where I had a pretty detrimental shoulder injury. I was in a senior showcase trying to earn scholarships to various universities and I separated my shoulder. It was kind of in that moment where I started to have doubts where I was like, all right, God, you know, you've given me a lot of gifts and I've been able to use them effectively up until this point, but like, what's your plan for me? And by the end of that summer, um, I got a call from EOU and they offered me and, um, you know, the rest is history. And I definitely think that I'm, I'm here to keep walking the path God has set for me. So it sounds like, if I'm understanding you correctly, uh, you think it was kind of part of God's plan to uh, get you at Eastern Oregon University. Um, so that, that's pretty cool. Um, so you've been in uh, EOU in action for a while now, and uh, we wanted to ask you kind of an alternate set of questions from the, the usual questions that we ask everybody about, you know, God's existence and um, if they've done enough to, uh, to make it to heaven on their own merits and things like that. Um, so we got some alternate questions that uh, we just think that college students are really interested in and um, probably would be at least rolling around in the, in the back of their mind. Um, as they're going through their college experience. Um, and so one of those questions is, is about uh, morality and, um, and right and wrong and so forth. And, you know, everybody has to kind of figure out uh, where morality comes from and also, like, what sort of, uh, what sort of life rules they're going to they're gonna follow. And a lot of times they figure that out in college, right? And uh, they, they kind of have gone along with what they assume is true, uh, maybe from the values of their parents, but then they really start to kind of define and establish a little bit more carefully uh, what their values are. Um, so where do you think morality comes from? Well, um, I honestly think that morality comes from God and from Jesus Christ. I know that's kind of like the uh, typical get out of jail free card answer where it's like, oh, Jesus, that's where everything comes from, or, you know, he's the, the right answer to every question. But I honestly believe that to be true because I feel like morality is the difference between love and compassion and anything else. And so I think morality is just doing doing things with love and with care for yourself and other people. And so if you have anything that pretty much is unloving or not compassionate or not kind to others, then I think that would be could be categorized as immoral. So, you know, people, you know, they get their morals or learn them from different sources and from different areas. But I definitely think Jesus is um, the prime example of what morality should be like, because one of my um, favorite to me, my the most influential verse from the Bible um, is when, you know, Jesus says, if, I, if I'm going to leave you with anything, just love one another as I have loved you. And if we just followed that, it'd be pretty simple on what's right and wrong. Yeah, I wanted to add to that a little bit. Um, 
I think, you know, part of morality is comes from the fact that we're image bearers of God, right? So anything that doesn't reflect God, we would say is not moral, basically, because God is the ultimate standard of goodness. In fact, the Bible says that God is love. So it's not just that God loves people, but he is the actual embodiment of what love looks like. And so as image bearers, which is what the Bible calls us as human beings, we're that's kind of what makes us unique from the animals and stuff is that we, we are literally in, in some mysterious sense, we bear God's image. Um, and so I think anything that's not moral is anything that's opposed to God. So you, you get morality from the fact that God does exist. So anything that sets itself up against God and his, and who he is and how he acts and how he responds to everything, uh, that is, that would be, amoral or not moral. It, it opposes itself against the one who is completely moral in everything that he does. And so as, as image bearers, as reflections of who God is, um, that's what we try to do. We try to live like as, as Christians. Um, but I think in the beginning, when we were all perfect human beings, we, uh, we would have reflected that we reflect God's image in a perfect moral way. Okay. Well, that's uh, setting us up pretty well for our next question for Peter then. Um, I think that's that's right in line with what we're talking about. Uh, so, Peter, uh, next question is, how would you define sin? Yeah, uh, to kind of go off of what Landon said, um, I think defining sin would pretty much be anything that tarnishes what would be God's image that we have. Because, like Landon said, you know, we are made in the image of God. And so if we do anything that is not in his likeness or not in his way that would be considered sin and then obviously anything that would separate us from God and then along with obviously we have the Ten Commandments so but those to me the Ten Commandments are more of uh, the the big hitters you know to like what define like hey if this is a big a big uh, a sin to avoid this is it but there's a lot of things in our life little things that um, can cause us to slowly inch away from God and so I think anything that um, yeah tarnishes his image or is away from his likeness would be Listen. Cool. Well, that's really good. So uh, what I'm getting from both of you guys is that uh, God has a certain uh, character. If we deviate from something in God's character, um, then that would probably be a sin. Or to put it in other terms, um, we're supposed to reflect God's image if we do something that um, basically does the opposite of that, that uh, is, is not reflecting his image and his character, then that would be uh, that would be called sin. Um, so one concept we may want to introduce at this point is that there uh, are sins of omission, uh, which is you're supposed to do something. Um, like at the beginning, Peter mentioned that, you know, we should we should love all people and that uh, God is love or, or something along those lines, right? Um, and if we don't do that, that would be that would be a sin of omission. So we we don't do something that we ought to do. Uh, and then there's sins of commission, where it's where we we do something that we ought not to do. Um, so the big point is that, uh, and, and I think we're I think all three of us are in agreement here that sin is more than just the the do nots. It's also um, like uh, the greatest commandment, like love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, I'm going to move it over to Landon Reddington here. Yeah. You know, I was just going to say kind of off of that, Matt, you know, I think a lot of times people think of uh, Christianity 
um, as just like kind of a list of things not to do, you know, like religion is just like, it's sort of, it hampers, it bears down on your life. It clamps you down. It puts you in a box and makes it so you can't do all these things. And it, it actually, it's kind of funny because like even the 10 commandments, I mean, a lot of them are listed sort of in the negative, like do not do this, but, um, you can almost kind of look at those things as a positive of all the things that you can do, you know? So it's like, you know, don't worship idols. So therefore what's it, well, you know, what's the commandment saying? Well, it's like, well then give your whole heart to God, which is the whole, that actually sets you up for freedom, you know? And so that's sort of the, the thing that we miss a lot of times is that, um, the Bible teaches pretty straight up. We're, we're a slave to sin if we're not following after God. So we think we're free, but we're actually not. And I think, I think people can see that in their life. I know I've definitely found that at times when you're, you know, you think this thing feels really good and it's free. And then all of a sudden you find yourself trapped in this place of like, Oh man, what did I just do? And so, um, you know, talking about these, about the commandments and different things, you know, I think sometimes we feel like it, it clamps us down, but really, um, living for God's actually a lot more about it's freedom. It's what you can do uh, in Christ. Well said, I'm not going to try to improve upon that, but Peter, I got a question for you. Have you ever committed a sin? Yes. Peter Hamilton from Eastern Oregon University, small forward, junior. What is the penalty for sin? Death. Okay, well, that doesn't sound very good, man. That's a big ouch right there. Um, Well, uh, (laughs) we're just going to let you hop into the next question, though, so hopefully you can, uh, because I I know that uh, you have hope. You know, uh, uh, the, the gospel gives you hope. And, uh, and we've talked about that a lot in EOU in action. Um, and, um, I'm sure you learn about that, you know, elsewhere and, uh, all the different, um, different spiritual groups that you're in and at church and so forth. Uh, so we just wanted to ask you, what, what is the gospel? Well, Matt, um, to put it simply, the gospel is the good news. It's the, the life and teaching of Jesus and, you know, what he stood for and what he came here to do. And that mission was to die on the cross for our sins and you know all of us you know every single one of us is not only born with original sin but just by being human is a sinner in nature ever since the fall of man so no matter what there's no way to truly you know be sin free and so through Jesus he carried all of our sins to the cross and died for us and pretty much in a way just covered for us so he the gospel to me is the good news because there is hope that if you believe in Jesus and you know follow his teachings love one another that at the end of the day that he will in in a way he'll vouch for you when you're on the judgment when judgment day comes whenever that is you know we don't know when we're gonna die or how but you know one day we're gonna face God and I'm, I'm confident in my faith in Jesus that he, you know, he will stand up for me there. Sounds good. So, uh, from what I'm understanding, it sounds like, uh, uh, that you've come to trust that Jesus is your deliverer from sin, from that, uh, that penalty that, uh, you, you told us earlier that, uh, you think that you would deserve apart from Jesus dying on the cross for you. Um, so that's pretty cool. 
Um, do you want to maybe elaborate a little bit on what mu- what must someone do to gain eternal life? I know you covered that a little bit, but is there anything you'd like to add? Maybe any any scripture references uh, you got in your back pocket or anything like that? Yeah, so I actually have um, two that I wanted to share with you guys. So um, the first one is um, a parable from the book of Matthew. It's Matthew 13, verses 24 through 30. I'll speak quick. It's uh, called the tares among the wheat, and this is how it goes. Jesus presented another parable to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went away. But when the wheat sprouted and bore grain, then the tares became evident also. The slaves of the landowner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? Tares are also known as weeds. And he said to them, Any en- An enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, Do you want us then to go and gather them up? But he said, Sorry, I lost my place. He said, No, for while you are gathering up the tares, you may uproot the wheat with them. Allow both to grow together until the harvest. And in time, and in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, First gather up the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them up, but gather the wheat into my barn. So pretty much... Um, what I took from this passage is that in life, you know, a lot of people, people like to, you know, give God a lot of credit, but they also like to blame him for a lot of bad things that happen. But, you know, God has given us the gift of life and he allows us to, you know, to grow with the weeds. If you want to follow the parable, you know, with evildoers and we just have to make the right choices each and every day to love one another, love God and, um, just treat each other the best we can because at the end of the day, you know, you don't choose where you end up or where you're at. All you can do is, uh, you know, you can control you and by setting a good example and loving one another. And, um, then the other, uh, verse I was going to share is, uh, John eight. And it pretty much, um, talks about how a woman, uh, got caught and uh, I, I won't read it all through because it's kind of pressed on time here, but pretty much the woman got caught for adultery and uh, the Pharisees were trying to test Jesus and said, all right, well, we should, you know, follow the law, right? That means we have to stone her to death. And he was like, um, the, f- the first of you, you know, whoever of you is without sin, throw the first stone, which pretty much was him saying, like, hey, if any of you guys are any better than her and are sin free, go ahead, throw the first stone. But he knew, obviously, that was impossible. And so what I took from that, too, is no matter what, we aren't um, able to, you know, meet God's perfect standards. Like, we're imperfect because we're human. And so, to me, putting our faith in Jesus and what he did, dying for our sins, is um, the best possible way to achieve everlasting life. Because if, if we don't, then it just comes down to our works, which in the end, no matter how much good we do, are going to be not enough because nobody is perfect. So that's that's kind of my take on it. Cool. Well, that's really encouraging to hear, Peter. Um, yeah, I uh, can really see your point that uh, even for those of us who have uh, been reconciled by the blood of Jesus and we're in a right relationship with him, um, Uh, I can definitely testify to the fact that uh, I still continue to struggle with sin and uh, am not perfect yet. Um, However, you know, I I just understand that uh, the the blood of Jesus and what he has done for me, it covers my sins past, present, and future. So we are always, um, 
in need of Jesus's work and we've never, never fully arrived, um, you know, and, and, uh, one day we'll be reunited with God. And at that point, uh, that point, if what I'm understanding in the Bible is true, uh, I'll receive a body and, and be in a glorified state and then be, uh, separated from sin forever. So that's, uh, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, really appreciate you telling us about, uh, what your hope and your trust is in and, uh, just doing that publicly for all the thousands and millions of viewers here on the EOU in Action podcast. <laughs> uh, Landon, would you like to share anything to wrap us up? Yeah, no, I just, I appreciate Peter giving us his time and coming out here and chatting with us about the gospel and the good news. And uh, Peter, just uh, thanks for your time and encourage you as you go out. Uh, I think I've really enjoyed what you've had to say here. It's been encouraging and building up to me and to Matt. And um, yeah, man, just excited to see where you're going to go on campus and with your basketball career and with your influence that you're going to have on campus. Um in terms of being a witness for the Lord. So um, I guess I'll just pray us out. And then did you have anything else you were going to add, Matt? Nope. All right, man. Well, I'll pray us out. Father, we just thank you for Peter and thanks for this podcast. And uh, we thank you for um, just the time that we've had together. And uh, as we go out from here, we specifically pray for Peter, that he would just be a light and a witness for you. And you continue to draw him closer to yourself. And uh, we'd ask that for me and Matt as well. And just to anybody who's listening, uh, we just pray, God, that you would use this to encourage their heart and uh, that you would use it and that you would uh, grow each person who hears it. And Father, um, we just lift these things up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the EOU in Action podcast. This has been Matt Sheeks with Peter Hamilton and Landon Reddington. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you're wanting to get connected with EOU in Action, you can find us online at eouinaction.org. Also, be sure to check out the other podcasts and free resources while you're there.